2: back to 70 and still sunny and dry this weekend i'm david maddox for mpb
3: from mpb think radio this is southern remedy for women the show all about addressing issues of health and wellness from a woman's perspective i'm karen brown with dr michelle Owen, specialist in maternal fetal medicine and OBGYN at ummc and surgical pathologist, Dr. Allie Brown. Remember Geritol and jokes about getting old in your iron-poor blood? Well, anemia is nothing to laugh about, and that's what we're talking about today. Get your questions ready and call one mpb ring one 672 7464 and we'll be right back after news from NPR.
4: Sam Sanders says that this morning, Donald Trump announced on social media that he wanted Indiana Governor Mike Pence to be his vice presidential running mate.
2: Trump made the announcement in a tweet. He had been scheduled to announce the
3: pick in a Friday morning press conference, but that was canceled after a terrorist attack in Nice, France that killed 84 people. For days, there had been speculation about just who Trump would pick with lots of secret closed door meetings and the candidate himself up until yesterday saying he hadn't made up his mind. Mike Pence has been governor of Indiana since 2013. Before that, he was a member of the House of Representatives from that state for 12 years. Pence is a staunch conservative and an evangelical Christian. In 2015, he came under fire after signing a religious freedom bill into law, with critics claiming it could allow business owners to ban LGBT customers. Sam Sanders, NPR News.
4: Tonight, the Eiffel Tower will light up in red, white, and blue for the victims of the attacks in Niche as it had for those killed in the terror strikes in Paris eight months ago. A truck driver repeatedly plowed into a Bastille Day crowd last night. The driver, identified as a Tunisian national who resided in France for years, killed at least 84 people and wounded more than 200 before he was shot and killed by police. NPR's Eleanor Beersley says President François Hollande is visiting hospitals in Nice as the nation and its allies around the world remain stunned by the latest violence.
5: Nice Uber driver Jan Colombet says people are shocked by what happened yesterday and that they're staying
2: inside. Usually
5: everyone's in the streets, he says. Our city is a vacation destination and a place of summer festivals. Now that feels changed. Colombe says the people of Nice are scared and feel a lot like Parisians must have felt after last November's terrorist attacks. Eleanor Beardsley in Pierre News,
4: Nice. People are also mourning this hour in one Louisiana town. Funeral services are being held for Alton Sterling who was shot and killed by police last week. From member station WWNO, Teagan Wenlin has more.
5: Southern University, a historically black university in North Baton Rouge, will host the funeral in order to accommodate the thousands of people who could show up. The list of expected attendees so far is a who's who in political and social justice circles, including the reverends Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson. Governor John Bel Edwards won't be there. He's attending the National Governors Association Conference in Iowa. Police say they're preparing security for the event, which could draw several thousand people, but haven't provided details. For NPR News, I'm Tegan Wensland.
4: Strong rebound in the auto sector leads the biggest increase in overall industrial production in 10 months in the U.S. Federal Reserve is posting a six-tenths of a percent jump in the month of June following a decline the month before. Dow is up a fraction at 18,507. This is NPR. Interior Secretary Sally Jewell is in Utah this week exploring how the Obama administration can help protect ancient Native American sites. The proposal is dividing tribes and other community groups. From member station KUER in Salt Lake City, Judy Fays has the latest.
5: The Interior Secretary's hiking Red Rock Wilderness that's being considered for preservation. She's visiting cliff dwellings and vandalized rock art in Bears Ears, a proposed national monument. Jewel met Thursday with local leaders.
4: I'm here to listen, to listen to the community, to see for myself what's here, but predominantly to listen.
5: But locals call the idea federal overreach because they use these public lands to mine, ranch, and ride off-road vehicles. Businessman Jerry Murdoch protested Jewel's visit.
6: We don't need any more federal government in San Juan County.
5: Jewel will field questions from the community this weekend. For NPR News, I'm Judy Fays in Monticello, Utah.
4: The Federal Trade Commission is closing its investigation into Herbalife after the Cayman Islands Company agreed to pay $200 million to settle allegations that it deceived its clients. However, the dietary supplements maker was spared the more serious charge of operating as a pyramid scheme. Under the settlement, Herbalife agrees to revamp its compensation system to reward distributors on their sales rather than how many people they recruit. U.S. stocks mix, the Dow's up a fraction, S&P 500 off two. NASDAQ is down five points. I'm Lakshmi Singh, NPR News.
1: Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include AT&T, with a network and solutions for helping companies sense and adapt to meet the demands of business. Discover the power of and with at and And the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation at GatesFoundation.org.
6: Catch up on past episodes and hear any of the MPB programs you've missed on the MPB Public Radio app, available on iTunes and Google Play. Listen live to MPB Think Radio and MPB Music Radio. Search MPB Public Radio. This is Mississippi Public Broadcasting.
4: I'm Terry Gross. Listen to Fresh Air
7: weekdays at 3 on MPB Think Radio.
6: You're listening to Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can always email your comments and questions to women at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting.
3: Good morning and thanks for listening to Southern Remedy for Women. I'm Karen Brown here with Dr. Michelle Owen, specialist in maternal fetal medicine and OBGYN at UMMC and surgical pathologist, Dr. Ally Brown. You remember those Geritol commercials and the jokes about getting old and your iron poor blood? Well, anemia is not just for the old and it's nothing to laugh about. It's the most common blood condition out there. It affects about 3.5 million people a year in the U.S., many of them, maybe even most of them women. Today we focus on the types of anemia, the symptoms, and the treatments. So we invite you to call with your questions or comments. The number is 1-877-MPB-RING, 1-877-672-7464, or send an email to women at mpbonline.org. Good morning, doctors.
0: Good morning. You got me with the Geritol thing. I thought you were going totally different with that. When you, you remember said you're Hall, too
3: young probably to remember Geritol. I know
0: right? here's Are you kidding me? No way. So you know what they also say about Geritol? They what? say there's a baby at the bottom of every bottle. So I've never for, heard that. Yes, yeah, so like Mardi for, Gras? No. Not like a king cake kind of baby at the bottom of the bottle, but for women who have who want to conceive? Oh. It's one of the one you of know, the old old wives' tales. That- I, and I was
3: looking at some old commercials because there was one that was very controversial, sexist, that talked about when your woman, your woman, your wife, whatever, when your she, woman. when I don't know if that's what it said, but when she takes Geritol, you'll want to keep her. Oh, and that God. was like during. I'm going to buy something leg.
0: today. I got to get kept.
3: <laughs> and there was there. <laughs> We don't want to go there. Well, there can we. also
0: be a baby at the bottom of every bottle. And now, and
3: now yeah. it promotes itself as being a sort of an energy boost kind of thing.
0: Yeah, well, the whole concept of you know vitamin supplementation and you know anytime that you can correct any um, deficiencies that you may have, it's going to have the I guess the side effect of. Hopefully making you feel better.
3: And just one more thing yeah. I want to say about Geritol, because I thought, why would anyone buy it? This was their line that that it contained more iron than a half pound of calf's liver.
0: <laughs> Wouldn't that make you want? <laughs> this is a long time ago. Did they really promote it based on that? Yes. This is I back in the 60s. I just remember the little ditty, the little, the, they had the little jingle, the Geritol. How, Geritol? Did, it, how did it No, come? we're not going to sing the Geritol um, jingle, but... <laughs> Perhaps maybe Jay can find it for us and play it as we're going to a break. All Um, right.
3: Well, moving on to anemia. There are different kinds of anemia, aren't there?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, As you said, it's uh, the most common blood condition. And um, there are lots of different uh, causes of anemia. But basically, anemia is just um, when you... uh, One thing that people may have heard it called or often referred to it as is um, low blood or low blood count. And so the blood is actually made up of many different cells. Um, There are cells in our blood that fight infection, um, which are our white blood cells. And there are cells in our blood that primarily take on the responsibility of delivering oxygen to our tissues. And those are the red blood cells. And when we talk about anemia, anemia actually refers to um, a decrease, a deficiency or an abnormality in the number of um, the red blood cells or when we have too few red blood cells. So um, there are lots of different reasons why that can happen. There are genetic causes and there are also um, autoimmune causes. Uh, And sometimes there are nutritional contributors. Um, By far, I think the most common would be iron deficiency anemia. Um, And iron is very integral in um, our red blood cell formation. So you have to have adequate iron stores within your body and also adequate iron available to be able to create red blood cells. And that's one of the most common reasons why a person may be anemic is if they don't have adequate iron, whether it's from their diet or what have you, they don't have adequate iron. That's a good reason for them to be anemic. When I
3: was reading that children and women are more susceptible to anemia
0: children, because
3: when they're young, they're not getting access to iron.
0: Well, yeah. And you think about it, like the way that we, um, that we obtain, um, iron in our diets and also the way that iron is metabolized, I think, have a lot to do with it. So, so you know, in, in very young children, the ability for those children to have lots of dietary options to bring iron into their bodies is um, limited because from the very beginning, babies don't... They're, they're drinking
3: breast milk that doesn't have iron no, in it. Well,
0: ideally, good. that's great if they're drinking breast milk. Oh, uh,
5: And formula's <laughs> good, but what doesn't have iron is cow's milk. That's why they tell you not to feed your baby mm-hmm. milk, because actually you would think maybe that it would have a lot of iron, but it does not.
0: Yeah. And as a matter of fact, that's one of the reasons why as babies are transitioning from either breast milk and formula over to cow's milk, which usually happens around that one year of age, um, when that occurs, they are at um, a slightly increased risk for becoming anemic. Um, And so if you have a child who is a very robust milk drinker um, and you're using cow's milk, um, and they are not getting iron supplementation, a lot of those children will be anemic. And so that's why many pediatricians will um, screen babies and check their hemoglobins when they get to that point where they're starting to um, to drink cow's milk um, because it does put them at an increased risk for not having an, an appropriate amount or enough iron in their bodies. And so that can be uh, manifested. What
3: about soy milk? Any better?
1: I don't
5: know. I would imagine not, but I don't know. Protein no, is I think, good
0: in that, but yeah, the I think the the biggest thing is if that many children will need uh, multivitamins or supplementation if they are not getting um, enough iron through their diets by taking it in, in other places. Um, so, and you know, most at, at one at one year of age, most children are just kind of starting to. Um, Eat different kinds of foods, so they still have somewhat limited uh, diets. And so you just want to make sure that um, you are taking, that you're providing children, I guess it starts very early, with well balanced meals. But don't to... make the meat liver. <laughs> well, if
5: they can tolerate the liver, Ooh.
0: hey. No child can tolerate liver. Hey,
5: just put in one of those green shakes, just like put it in the blender. Ooh. So messy. <laughs> if I don't you like want to give us a
3: call about liver, or well, no, just if you have a call, about uh, question what about anemia. anemia. Or a story or a comment. The number is one eight seven seven MPB ring 1 672 7464 or send an email to women at MPB How do you lose red blood cells besides bleeding? Are there, are there ways to
0: become anemic? So you, so you. You pointed out a very good one. Mm -hmm. So yes, blood loss is definitely one way, which is why we have concerns about um, women who are menstruating. So if you are um, having periods or starting periods or going through periods, or if you have heavy periods, those are people who are at risk of becoming anemic. Um, So blood loss is one way, and that's whether it's cyclical blood loss that may be physiologic or, in the non-physiologic non-physi- way, um, what does that mean, Doctor
5: Owens? That's I'm a
0: big old word. Well, so if somebody if somebody gets shot and they lose blood from their gunshot, <laughs> not just talking guns. Sometimes <laughs> you can be losing
5: shot. blood and you don't know it, right? This is if you bleeding internally. a little bit internally, yeah, like yeah. in your GI tract, maybe Correct. you're not noticing that that's coming out. That route?
0: Yeah. So And and that can be internal. We talk about internal bleeding, and I think that that's something that can sometimes be a little complicated for people to understand because you would think that if you are losing blood that surely you would see it. And people can lose blood within the GI tract. And because the GI tract is so so long and intricate and there are so many different places where blood can be lost um, and many different things that we do behaviorally that can increase our risk for bleeding in our GI tract, whether it's um, one thing that comes to mind is uh, nonsteroidals are like medicines like ibuprofen and um, aspirin and those kinds of things can be very hard on our stomachs and our intestines and can increase risks for blood loss that way. Now, if you happen to have bleeding Um, especially higher up in your GI tract, then it may not manifest itself in the way that you might bleed if you cut your hand and you can see bright red blood. Um, So sometimes that can only manifest itself in a change in the way that your stool appears. So it can be black and tarry stools. Um, Sometimes people will actually see streaks of blood or blood in their stools, but many times you won't have any signs at all. And anemia is oftentimes one of the first clues that there may actually be bleeding within the intestinal tract. Um, As a matter of fact, if you're looking at people who are over the age of 65, about 10% of people who are over the, 60, over the age of 65 and are found to be anemic also have a gastrointestinal cancer of some sort. So whether that's stomach cancer, whether it's uh, colon cancer. But there are other things that can also lead you to have bleeding in your stomach as well or in your GI tract. Um, for example, uh, ulcers can also do it. We need to
3: take our first break of the show, and Trish, you hang on the line. We're going to get to your phone call when we come back. If you'd like to call in, one eight seven seven mpb ring one or shoot us an email to women at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back on Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio.
5: Support for MPB comes from Kyle Wynn &
0: Associates, an estate planning and elder law firm hosting estate planning and nursing home asset protection
1: planning seminars in Hernando, South Haven, and Olive Branch, July 19th, 20th, and 21st. Details at Kyle-Wynn.com.
5: Mississippi Public Broadcasting has partnered with StoryCorps to share first-person accounts of the lives of Mississippians from all walks of life. StoryCorps' mission is to preserve and share the stories of American lives through personal interviews. You can hear these locally recorded interviews each Tuesday morning at 8.30 as part of Mississippi Edition on NPB Think Radio. These segments will also be available at mpbonline.org.
2: This is MPB Think Radio,
6: Mississippi Public Broadcasting. You're listening to Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can always email your comments and questions to women at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting.
3: And we're back on Southern Remedy for Women. I'm Karen Brown, Dr. Michelle Owens, Specialist in Maternal and Fetal Medicine and OBGYN at UMMC, and Surgical Pathologist, Dr. Allie Brown. We are talking about anemia today, and we're going right to the phone line and say good morning to Trish, who's calling in from Hattiesburg. Hi, Trish.
0: Good morning. Hi. What's your question?
8: Well, my question is, I don't like cuddly roll and liver like Karen. So where do I get iron? Aren't grapes and grape juice high, and aren't green leafy vegetables high in iron?
0: So, um, so to answer your question, yes, green leafy vegetables um, are a good source of iron. Um, there are some foods that actually are are fortified with iron, and so they'll be labeled. Um, additionally, um, now with grapes. I'm not sure about grapes as a source of I'm iron. I've not heard of grapes being yeah, that's, high in iron. That's They're yummy. Those, yeah, they are very good um, and uh, a great source of carbs, I know for sure. But, um, and I'm of not, wine. <laughs> indeed. <laughs> um, but aside from... Green leafies, yeah, liver, Bro- which we were talking about. Broccoli's which is nasty. are good, and now what we've seen is that they have been actually fortifying some um, grains. Yeah. So bread, there are some breads that actually have some additional um, iron fortifiers in them as well. But um, kale, um, spinach, broccoli, all of those things are also really good sources of iron-containing foods. Good deal. Do right. you like any of those, Trish? I love them. Oh, good. How do you feel about liver, though? <laughs> I, I can
8: remember eating it as a child. Slide. But it, it was forced on
3: you, wasn't it?
8: Yes. Yeah,
5: People have strong liver. feelings about liver,
0: so I had to take cod liver oil and go. Oh. You know, they, there are a couple of other things. Now you mentioned so. One of the other things that I wanted to add, to, because when you said grapes at first, it kind of threw me. But raisins definitely right, right. are sources of iron. And since raisins are dried up grapes, right. you might be able to get them through, well, that makes sense. through grapes as well.
5: I'm pretty sure it does. <laughs> yeah, And, the,
0: and I, I think know. about for people who are vegetarian or right. um, who are vegans, beans are another good option that True. you can use. True. To give you um, a good source of iron as well. There are some other fruits like apricots that um, also... are good sources of iron and they, and going back to the grains again, they do iron fortified pastas as well. So for people who are label watchers or who are interested, especially for people out there who are vegans, who really have a challenge with not only getting iron, but also with getting B12, which can uh, lead to another type of anemia Anemia. and deficiency as well. um, Those are some of the things that you can do if you're not a meat eater. But of course, red meat, um, pork, poultry, um, all of those are also really good um, sources.
3: Thank you, Trish, for good bringing meal. that up. Good information. Take care. If you want to give us a call and uh, with a question, a comment, the number is one eight seven seven mpb ring one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four or email us at women at we started to talk about B12 or you started talking about, you mentioned B12 deficiency. Is that considered anemia?
0: So, yes. Yeah. So a B12 deficiency is um, one of the reasons why people can be anemic. Now that type of anemia, and this is where Dr. Uh, Brown may want to chime in, but that type of anemia is actually a, a different type of anemia than um, iron deficiency anemia and the way that it affects the red blood cells is also different. So they, um, they are, it, it produces a different type, like they're larger cells and, and, so when you're looking at them under the microscope, that type of anemia will look a little different. If a person is anemic and someone checks your blood and looks at some of the other indices or some of the other um, descriptors that we use to determine whether or not a person's anemic or what type of anemia they have, it looks a little different than the iron deficiency anemia. But it's still B12 deficiency is still a cause. And there is, um, so there's a specific type of uh, B12 deficiency that is related to uh, a decrease in something called intrinsic factor that is produced, again, inside our GI tract. Um, And the GI tract is really important in the concept of or the mediation of anemia because you can lose blood through your GI tract. But it's also important in um, our ability to absorb uh, the nutrients that we need in order not to be anemic. So whether it's uh, the absorption of iron through our intestines or the secretion by our stomach cells of this intrinsic factor that in turn helps us to take in the B12 and all of these other good nutrients that we get when we have a balanced diet. So pernicious anemia, as it is often called, is specifically a type of anemia that is related to the decrease in that intrinsic factor. And if you don't have enough of the intrinsic factor, then you can't bring in the B12 that you take in. So even if you have adequate B12 intake, you can't absorb it. So if you can't absorb it, then it's just like it's not there. And per,
3: pernish, pernicious, pernicious, I mean, pernicious. anemia used to be fatal. I know there was a character in Downton Abbey who had it. I think and he was going to die. Oh, okay. But then, hate disease when involved. Dr. Deadly. Owens texted me to say we were talking about anemia this week, I I told her, and I swear, just at that <laughs> moment, I was reading an article about a doctor who supposed, or his supposition is that the right word, <gasps> was that Mary Lincoln, Mary Todd Lincoln, he thinks she had pernicious anemia, oh, and, and that I- that explained her behavior, and she was considered sort of crazy, and she would go off on these fits, and there were other symptoms she had.
0: Well, so I I remember glancing across that same article, and I didn't read all of the um, the the information that was um, elicited there that made them think that that was her ultimate diagnosis. But I think one of the things that history records very well is that she was, you know, she was prone to these um, depressive episodes and things of that nature. And so, um, when we talk about the symptoms of people who have anemia and the type of anemia that you have. Some of those symptoms are, are different, but many of them are are similar regardless of the type. Um, so long-standing B12 deficiency can ultimately lead to neurologic problems that can manifest themselves as numbness and tingling in your hands or feet. So some nerve issues or neuropathies. Um, and so it can, If it's persistent over a long period of time, you can have some neurologic manifestations and depression, depressive symptoms can be a part of that. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that people who have depressive symptoms necessarily have pernicious anemia. Um, And usually for people who have pernicious anemia, it persists for a long time before it is um, diagnosed. And most of the people, you know, will not, will not, um, manifest symptoms until much later in their lives. But, um, but absolutely there can be neurologic sequela or things that happen related to the nervous system, the brain and the nerves that innervate our extremities, et cetera, that are related to anemia. And if you replace that B12, or if you are able to replete that which is deficient, then you can actually reverse the anemia. Talking
3: about, is it red? What did you say? Red cell? What's the most common form of anemia? Iron deficiency. Okay, iron deficiency anemia. Are there symptoms that everyone has? Or when, when should someone think, maybe I better see a doctor? Maybe this could be anemia?
0: So um, some of the things that are kind of more common for people who are anemic. Um, I guess the, the most common thing that you hear is fatigue. I mean, you're, you just are tired, don't have any energy. Um, and and that's really just because you, your body is really working very hard to just meet the demands of, um, Oxygenating or providing oxygen to all of your body tissues. Yeah, what
5: the iron does—that's how they make actual heme, the hemoglobin that's in the blood that transports oxygen around your body, picks it up in the lungs, and then drops it off wherever it needs to go. Right. And so, if you're missing that main building block to build, so you're that, not
3: getting as much oxygen to your brain if you're in or anywhere, anywhere. Yeah.
0: So it's across. So across the board, this. So so oxygen is kind of like. It's kind of like gasoline that fuels the the vehicles of our bodies. Dang! And so, I like you, that. Did you like that? So as as you are, so your car can still run when you're you, when you just have a little bit of gas left in the tank, like but you're you don't sputtering. Yeah, you're sputtering, and you don't you don't drive eighty miles an hour when you only got like less than half a tank of gas, right? You're driving very cautiously because you're trying to get to a gas station so you can fuel up again. And when you're you turning off the radio,
5: <laughs> the air conditioner, right?
0: When you try to minimize, um, you know, this expenditure. So your, our bodies are like that. And when we don't have the basics that we need to really provide good oxygenation, because as our bodies have to perform um, day-to-day activities we're using oxygen. It takes continuous delivery of oxygen to all of those areas in order for us to optimally perform. And so when we don't have optimal delivery of oxygen out to the rest of our bodies, then our performance decreases. Whether it's your ability, you just don't feel um, the same motivation to do things, or you may notice that you used to be able to walk, you know, to the mailbox and back without being winded, or you could walk up and down two flights of stairs and skip right up them. And now all of a sudden you notice that when you get to the top of the stairs, you're really worn out. And that's usually the thing that most people recognize is that over time, they have a decreased capacity to do things that they previously could do very easily.
3: All right. We're going to the phone and Dexter is on the line calling from Oxford. Hi, Dexter.
0: Hi. Um, I have a question
8: about a g- uh, gene defect called the MTHFR gene.
5: Yeah, methylene tetrahydrofolate
3: reductase.
8: Yeah, okay. easy
3: for you to say. Mm-hmm.
8: <laughs> and you have two uh, types: the uh, 1298 and the other one.
3: Hmm.
0: Now, no. so what, I'm not that good.
8: Wondering how important that is and causing
0: symptoms? So um, I think that's a really important question. It's, I, one of the things that we deal with um, commonly in um, or we encounter sometimes, even when we're dealing with pregnant women, it's something that's, um, that has been um, evaluated or looked into. And so we actually see people who have um, mutations related to that gene. Now that gene is related to um, homocysteine and is specifically related to um, folic acid. And so we were talking about B12 and B12 deficiency and how that can lead you to have a certain type of anemia. And so if you think if B12 had a cousin, that cousin could be um, folic acid because when you are deficient in B12 or if you're deficient in folic acid, The appearance of the cells, they, they, they appear the same when you look at them under the microscope and it's the same, um, they're like cousins in the types of anemia that they produce. So, um, whether now the, the problem is that if people have these, um, these genetic defects, you can supplement them with folic acid um but that is that manifestation is way far down and i think what usually happens is once we find that somebody's folate deficient a lot of people don't actually go the extra step to get the genetic testing because ultimately the only thing that you can do really is supplement them with folate and that's yeah really from all my experience that
5: genetic testing is <laughs> usually done in patients that have some sort of a blood clotting event where it's an unexpected and they're being worked up for what we call hypercoagulation, which means your blood clots more easily than it should. And that oftentimes is where we pick up those genetic mutations. Yeah.
0: And that's, that's actually why it matters for us. Um, Even in our pregnant patient population, that's usually where we see it. Um, But quite honestly, if, if the if the issue is anemia and you're being worked up for anemia it's probably less likely that that a person would even do the test to determine whether or not a person has that genetic defect but it can um be related to decreases in folate Dexter
3: thanks so much for your phone call very interesting well, I have
8: a question i have another question sure um If you give them folate, do you give them regular folate or special
1: folate?
0: Folic acid, just folic acid supplementation is fine. Um, And, you know, the recommendations for uh, folic acid supplementation and how much is kind of fluid. There are lots of different recommendations across the board. Um, You know, we have some uh, minimum recommendations for uh, folic acid for pregnancy, Um, But outside of that, I think the goal would just be to supplement someone and then follow their levels to make sure that if you give them, you know, a gram of folate that ultimately that I mean, I'm I'm sorry, a milligram of folate, then ultimately they um, correct to a point where their levels are normal.
5: And folates in all kinds of grains and any multivitamin will have folate. But yeah. they're also individual supplements. So in the
0: event that you can't get it from your diet, you know, you can go to any any store that sells pharma- pharmaceuticals of any type. So whether it's any drugstore or uh, a Walmart or a Target or whatever, and just the regular all over-the-counter folic acid is uh, is enough to um, to start you on your road back to supplementation.
3: Okay, Dexter, we have to go to break. Thank you so much for your phone call. If you'd like to give us a... a send- if you'd like to uh, call us with a question, the number is 1877 MPB ring one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, or email us at women at mpbonline.org we'll be right back.
7: And 27 years ago, the first U.S. president took office. Next year, the 45th will. Follow history in the making right here on this station. Listen
8: every day.
2: Weekdays at 4 on MPB Think Radio.
6: Catch up on past episodes and hear any of the MPB programs you've missed on the MPB Public Radio app. Available on iTunes and Google Play. Listen live to MPB Think Radio and MPB Music Radio. Search MPB Public Radio. This is Mississippi Public Broadcasting. French citizens are reeling from the shock of an attack that left scores of people dead and many others injured. A truck drove into a crowd celebrating Bastille Day in the city of Nice. We'll have more on the attack, plus the early stages of the investigation, later today on All Things Considered from NPR News.
2: Today at 4 on NPB Think Radio. This is MPB Think
6: Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. You're listening to Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at one mpb ring That's one 672 7464 You can always email your comments and questions to women at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting.
3: And we're back on Southern Remedy for Women. We're talking about anemia today. Our phone lines are lighting up. Let me give you the number. And before we go back to the phones, one 672 7464 If you can't get through, send us an email to women at mpbonline.org. And we say good morning to Mikey calling in from Mobile. Hi, Mikey.
1: Hey, thank you so much for taking this call. Um, uh, Let me say, I eat beans, grains, and greens, which y'all have already answered questions about that, and supplements, uh, you know, but only the supplements, only when I feel like I need them. And generally, it's a balanced B vitamin supplement instead of a single type of thing. Um, Now, I do, uh, my mother had a lot of, and my whole family, uh, except for me, had a lot of dairy milk cow's milk cravings i did not care for cow's milk i don't know why it makes my mouth feel greasy and stuff but i love buttermilk <laughs> and here's here's the uh, the weird thing cheese um but i try to you know well i try to use it sparingly but i don't always succeed right you know on top of the beans and the grains and the greens and stuff um uh am i on the right track
0: yeah i i've I think so, but the other thing is that if you are a person, well, it sounds like you don't have an issue with dairy, um, but there are some um, some people who might be in our listening audience who um, may be vegan or have a vegan diet or who have problems with dairy, and so there are some other alternatives um, w- whereby you can still get um, the nutrients that you need without necessarily having to... Um, to, to, take in, in dairy and cow's milk, like we said, is not really very high, um, in iron. Um, but one of the options that, um, people may not think of that might be a good alternative would be something like a coconut milk, mm-hmm. um, which is a, a non-dairy alternative that also is high in iron. So for people who, Um, have problems with dairy, but are still concerned about this. That's just another way that you can get it in your diet. Because the other part is we're talking about supplementation. And if you're supplementing with um, supplemental iron, that can also be a little difficult um, on your digestive system. And so um, sometimes to offset that, people may need stool softeners or things of that nature. Um, but another thing uh, that you can do to kind of help decrease the amount that you might have to take through supplementation is to consider other alternatives that you, whereby you can get it naturally. And, and there milk are fortified
5: soy milks I saw. I was just looking at different so- – because I like soy milk, and I was thinking, gosh, what's in it? But they, there are – Uh, fortified versions of soy milk. So just make sure you see that on the label.
3: Mikey, thank you for your call. Moving on to Laura calling in from Memphis. Go ahead, Laura.
7: Hey, thank you for taking my call. Sure. Absolutely. Thanks
3: Um, for
0: calling. Sure.
7: Okay, so I um, suffer from depression, and just recently my psychiatrist did this test um, uh, where she took some cells from the inside of my mouth, and they went back, and they found out that I have issues actually absorbing B12 and folic acid. Have you ever run into that?
5: That's very, I, I, I'll let Dr. Owens. Well, you can say. go ahead. I personally <laughs> have not uh, heard of that sort of a screening test. but.
0: Well, I don't know what the screening test is, but I think um, the question of the issue being absorption. So mm-hmm. our bodies don't necessarily know why we are deficient. And so if you are kind of working backwards from, say, you find out that a person is anemic, and then that leads you to say, well, what are the possible reasons? And so um, if we are looking at B12 and folic acid as just checking the levels to determine whether or not that's contributing to your anemia, then the next question is, well, is, is this person deficient because they have a problem with absorption? And it's that you're taking it in, like we mentioned before, but you're just not able to absorb it, or is the problem that you're not getting enough? And the the issue is that if you are one of those individuals who has a problem with absorption, then supplementation alone is not your answer, because right. it doesn't matter how much we put in, if you have a problem with absorption, then there's going to... You're still not going to take it in, so other options are alternatives depending on what where that problem is, because there are some people who by for example, and I'm just using this as as one example, um, if there are people in the listening audience who may have had weight loss surgery and they've had, for example, a gastric bypass surgery, um, the portion of their intestinal tract that's really important for the absorption of iron is bypassed. And so sometimes they will need additional supplementation because that part of their intestine no longer gets a chance to see and absorb the nutrients that they take in. And so that is an absorption issue. So then how do we do that? Well, we find other ways where we can increase the absorbability. So maybe changing the type of supplement that they have. Or the other thing is to find a better route for absorption. For example, people take B supplements. You've heard some of the callers talk about their B vitamins and taking B vitamins. And you think about B vitamins in pill form, but you can also take B12 in the injection form. And Mm -hmm. so that gives an opportunity for it to be taken into the body to be used in a way that doesn't require it to have to be taken in by our um, our GI tract.
5: And you hear about people getting B twelve shots and them feeling better, you know. And I don't think that's ever been shown scientifically, you know, for those shots to have that effect. But if it helps you, then do it because it doesn't hurt. Right.
0: Is there any kind of cream or patch
3: for
5: absorption?
0: No, I don't think that we have transdermal no, uh yet but yeah, but the but the injections are definitely another uh mechanism to provide what people are missing um mm-hmm. without having to, to be concerned about uh problems with absorption in the GI tract. So are
5: you on B twelve therapy now? Is that helping your depression?
7: Um well it's I'm trying to remember the name of the medication that I'm taking. It's <clears throat> um it's some sort of a regimen that it, where the B12 is kind of already broken down in, and okay. um, into a, a way that you're, it's more easily, yeah. um, um, I guess, absorbed by the body. But mm-hmm. I didn't know if, if a shot, um, you know, an injectable would increase it even more. It's interesting because my father, he has the same thing, and he's actually, uh, I've never been anemic, but I mean, he suffers now from um, some a type of anemia where it's almost like he has to go in um, to get <clears throat> um, sort of like um, intravenous, almost chemotherapy kind of stuff. I'm not really sure of the process, mm-hmm. but um, it may be, you know, a hereditary thing. So I may, I may try the b 12 yeah, i would well go and- see
5: your general, your internist. You know, your doctor who takes routine care of you, and discuss these options with them. I, I think that it's definitely relevant.
3: Laura, we be- we wish you the best of luck, yes. and thanks for calling. All right, thanks so much. We need to take our last break of the show. If you want to give us a call, you have about ten minutes to do so. So, jump off the fence. If you're sitting on the fence and make that call at 1 MPB, ring 1 And we'll be back on Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio.
0: Edit to the fence with.
6: French citizens are reeling from the shock of an attack that left scores of people dead and many others injured. A truck drove into a crowd celebrating Bastille Day in the city of Nice. We'll have more on the attack plus the early stages of the investigation later today on All Things Considered from NPR News.
2: Today at 4 on NPB Think Radio. Hi, I'm Scott Beretta, host of the Highway
6: 61 radio show. I'd like to invite you to visit Mississippi, where the blues is alive and well. From juke joints to festivals, you'll see, hear, and feel the real deal. This is the birthplace of America's music. Blues, country, gospel, rock and roll. You can trace that signature rhythm throughout Mississippi along our historic blues trail. Visit msbluesetrail.org to plan your trip. And don't forget to stop for Hot Tamales. Hi, this is Bill Ellison, host of Grassroots on MPB. Who knows when the next YouTube or Facebook video will go viral? Well, one of the latest is bluegrass fiddler Michael Cleveland. Back in May, folks videoed Michael's crazy good fiddling backstage at a festival in Kentucky. Latest count, five and a half million views. And from the comments, it's clear that most of the viewers weren't bluegrass fans, but are now. Michael's featured on Grassroots, Saturday night at 8 on MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at one mpb ring That's 1-877-672-7464. You can always email your comments and questions to women at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting.
3: And we're back on Southern Remedy for Women talking about anemia today. And I apologize. Somebody was calling from Oxford and she hung up. So if you want to call back, back, Jill, 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 come back. Give us a call back. We'll go to your phone call. I promise. I promise. If you call within the next several minutes, you may be a winner.
0: She was on the fence. But right now we
3: have Lynn calling in from Goche. Hi, Lynn. I'm
8: not sure if that girl that just called is listening but I have battled with the depression myself, and uh, there's a doctor. He practiced for 64 years in Ocean Springs, Mississippi, and they did about four-day radio interview when he retired. He was like 90. He was very old. But he said in the, all those 64 years of practice that the only thing that he ever prescribed for depression, and it always worked. And I used that remedy myself, Uh, and that was, he said, uh, if you will do some type of physical exercise to get the heart rate up, anywhere from 30 to 45 minutes a day for 30 days, that his depression was always gone.
5: Uh, Exercise definitely helps. It definitely helps. I don't know if it cures it in all cases, but I will – it's known to be uh, helpful. So,
0: Lynn, have you found that um, increasing exercise or increasing physical activity has been a big help for you in um, alleviating your symptoms? Uh, every, every time.
8: Wonderful. I know when it happens. I'm like, okay, I've been in the house too much, mm-hmm. not enough sunshine. And I remember, you know, him saying that. And every time, I mean, it, it's amazing. It really does work.
0: Well, I think that I definitely appreciate you calling and sharing that. And maybe some of our listeners will um, kind of use that as motivation to help them um, get motivated to get up and get out. Um, physical activity definitely uh, can help. I think depression is a very complicated situation, um, but there's so much beauty. And especially even though it's really, really hot um, around here, these. These days, um, I think it's great to be able to get out and get some fresh air. Um, it's good for your health. It may also help improve your um, your emotional um, status. But don't um, necessarily
3: but- do Pokemon Go to get outside. <laughs>
0: Look around, look at the trees and the sky. And and I think sometimes, you know, I think we we sometimes make the mistake of overlooking, you know, some of the more obvious, simple, low-hanging fruit when it comes to um, treatment. Everything um, that we suffer from medically doesn't necessarily require a pill. And there are oftentimes many small adjustments that we can make in our lifestyles and behaviorally that can have a huge impact on um, how we feel overall. So thanks so much for just reminding us of that. Great, thank you, Lynn. Uh huh. Bye bye.
3: I wanted to ask you about. I know you want to talk about too. Any what? What are the serious effects if it, if anemia is ongoing, and it's not being treated? Does that mean there are there are long-term effects that can be dangerous to your health?
0: Absolutely. Um so and it really depends on how severe um the anemia is and also how quickly um the anemia occurs. So um for some people who suffer from um chronic anemia or who lose blood like we talked about people who might have bleeding in the gastrointestinal tract and we're just using that as an example, um but and sometimes people who have um, malignancies or cancers, et cetera. Um, if you lose blood or if you become anemic in a very slow, progressive way, then um, your body actually compensates and can handle or adjust for a certain degree of anemia. Um, and then it's only when it gets critically low. Um, If it's a slow process or what we call chronic, um, then it's only when it gets to a very, very low point that people truly are symptomatic. Um, If it happens rapidly, however, um, people tend to feel it a whole lot faster. They notice it much more. They can be lightheaded, dizzy when they stand. Um, They can have problems with irregularities of their heartbeat, Um, you can have problems with blood pressures being low. Um, and if it gets severe enough, you can have, it can actually lead you to heart failure. If you can imagine it, it especially underlying
5: disease. I mean, like everything else, if you have heart disease already, your heart's having to work harder. Because your heart rate goes up when you have anemia, because you need to, your body's saying, hey, we need oxygen, pump that blood around faster. And if you're already ill in that regard, it, it uh, it can be a negative thing.
0: And even for those people who don't have underlying disease, if you push your body to its tipping point, beyond its tipping point, so there's, we all have the capacity to adjust for things that happen within our bodies from one moment to the next. But- there's a maximum point of adjustment and if we push our bodies beyond that then we tend to have some pretty significant effects um and they can be life-threatening
3: we have one more call which we're going to get to in a minute we have an, an email which is a little off topic maybe you can help out carolyn in jackson she says i'm in need of a basic dermatologist that accepts insurance i'm 55 i've had some changes to the skin on my face Those doctors that I've called either don't accept insurance or are not accepting new patients. Any recommendations?
5: I think the UMC dermatologists do accept insurance. You may have to file it yourself. Mm -hmm. Call the Face and Skin Center. You can just Google Face and Skin Center at uh, university physicians and inquire about their insurance practices. But the majority of dermatologists in town do not accept
3: Take that
1: insurance. is that is, is it, that front. is true. And Sam I, I just even told found me that when I was calling. Sam just looking.
0: told
3: me through the, that um, Christy Hurt is that her name? Sam.
6: That is her name.
3: All right, Christy Hurt, Ooh, and she has a radio she yes. has a clinic she's opening in Clinton. Okay, and she takes insurance. You might want to check that out. She's
6: um, open, I, on, I think, Monday. And
0: I, I
3: didn't, so, She does take insurance. And one of the, so one don't don't f- quote
6: me on it.
0: Yeah, one <laughs> but of the that's other, what I've been told. One of the other physicians um, that we've had on on the show before, Dr. Julie Wyatt, is um, one of the physicians uh, in dermatology who... At UMC. Yeah, yeah. she's at UMC at the... Fa- at, is it in the... At face and Skin Center. Okay, Caroline there. My wife also goes
5: to the Face and Skin, skin Center, center. Yeah, okay. yeah. at at umc and they're great
3: okay so, and good. she's beautiful carrie That's true. <laughs> hold on we got to move because we only have 45 seconds for carrie in pensacola to ask your question sorry carrie it's, we're running out of time so go ahead
7: okay i just wanted to make a comment i'm a blood donor and one time i went to donate blood and my iron was too low and i just wanted to encourage your listeners that anyone that does get their anemia treated if they would kindly donate blood
0: Carrie, thank you so much for that. And thank you for being a blood donor. Um, We see the effects of the good work that you do um, quite often in the hospital settings. And that is a very good point. And for people who are blood donors, they do kind of recommend that those people take supplemental iron because you do need to have the building blocks to replace the blood that you are so graciously and generously donating. Um, And that's usually around, what, 25 or 30 um, milligrams of, uh, of iron that's recommended. Carrie,
3: perfect way to end the show. Thank you so much. By the way, we do have a critical shortage of blood in the state right now. So, if if you've thought if, about donating blood now's the time to absolutely. do it. United Blood Services.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Southern
3: Remedy for Women is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Think radio. It's funded in part by a grant from the University of Mississippi Medical Center and by generous support from the members of the Foundation for Public Broadcasting in Mississippi. Today's show was engineered by, it was a two for today, Sam Wells and Jay White Sam at Jones. various times. Our call screener, I think, is Haley Coleman. For Dr. Michelle Owens, I'm Karen Brown. Join us, oh, and for Dr. Allie Brown, too. Sorry, I didn't mean to leave you out. Yeah. Join us next Friday at 11 for Southern Remedy for Women. And stay tuned. NPR's Here and Now is next on MPB Think Radio. It's can, the
5: weekend, y'all. You can thank okay, Sam for the one. music today. <laughs>
2: This forecast is underwritten by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Mississippi. Live healthy on the go with the My Blue mobile app. More at bcbsms.com. The thunderstorms are already getting cranked up in the southern part of the state. They're uh, firing up between Gulfport and Hattiesburg. And-